Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring, winning story, an empowering, motivating, winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, guys, Coach JC here with Fit First Responders and FFRonline.tv, and I'm super stoked today. We have an amazing guest in the house, and I will get to him in just a minute. If you are a frequent listener of the FFRonline.tv podcast, then you know how we kick this party off. First of all, it is that time to honor those that deserve to be honored and recognize those that deserve to be recognized and recognized. Our firefighters out there listening, we honor you right now. Our police officers, law enforcement, we honor you, we recognize you. Our, our medics, our National Guard, our military, all you first responders out there, thank you for all that you do. We are honored, we are grateful. Welcome to FFRonline.tv podcast. Come on, you know we have four pillars for you to be your best on the job and off the job. Focus, fitness, food, and family. And today we'll get into them with our special guest. But before we go there, if you're a frequent listener, you know we kick off every podcast with our Fit First Responder winning confession. We believe in the words that you speak are absolutely crucial. So today, if you're listening and it's your first time, you can just repeat after me. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. And last but not least, I am, you are fit for duty. You are fit for life. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our heroes out there, I'm super stoked today. And let me introduce you to our special guest. His name is Mr. Bobby Halton. We call him not just chief, but the chief in the fire industry. Uh, this guy has many titles. He has shaken the nation when it comes to firefighters and imparting and serving our heroes out there. This is Chief Bobby Halton, the editor-in-chief of Fire Engineering Magazine, the editorial director of Fire Apparatus and Emergency Equipment Magazine, the editorial director of Fire Rescue Magazine, education director of the Fire Department Instructors Conference. If you're a firefighter out there, you know all about the FDIC annual conference. And I'll let him introduce himself with his favorite title, Mr. Bobby Hall in the chief. We welcome you to the FFRonline.tv podcast, sir. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And the best title is Grandpa. Grandpa, the Grandpa, the Chief Bobby. Hey, we're grateful you're here, and uh, we're super stoked. I know the listeners today, if you're a firefighter, chances are that you know this gentleman's name. We call him the Chief in our nation. Police officers, you're going to want to listen up. National Guard medics, you're going to want to listen up. I had the opportunity, Bobby, 
to sit down with you for a short amount of time for coffee. And I could absolutely uh, tell you, first of all, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But you opened up my eyes uh, to a whole new world of the firefighter industry. And I know there's nobody better that knows this industry than you. I've spoken to firefighters at FFRonline.tv, at our national headquarters in Tulsa, fitfirstresponders.org. And the respect uh, that these firefighters have for you and the seeds that you sow and you've given your life to help them be their best on the job and off the job. Uh, so we're honored today. Today I want to talk to you about being fit for duty and fit for life. But before we do go there, I always like to give the guests an opportunity just to introduce yourself. I told them all those sexy, cool titles that you have and all the amazing things you're doing and, and, and the best titles, Grandpa. But just tell the listeners a little about your story. You know, how you grew up, how you became a firefighter, a chief, and, and really why you're passionate about this profession as a firefighter. Well, Coach, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so grateful to you to allow me to be on, but also I'm grateful for what you're doing for firefighters, first responders across the nation with Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. Thank you. It, it's an amazing program. It's something that uh, can't be understated as to its criticality uh, and, and what you're doing and your personality and your passion and your drive uh, truly is unstoppable. And I, I, I thank you. I'm so grateful for you. Uh, lives will be changed. Come on. Service will be better. People will be people will be elevated and held up because of it. And 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 that at the end of the day is the greatest work any man could do. But I, I am just your average run-of-the-mill firefighter. Nothing special. I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York, where it's absolutely a law. I'm an Irish Catholic kid from the Bronx. You had three career paths. You could be a cop, a fireman, or a priest. Uh, obviously, I chose the fire career. I recognized early on I didn't, I didn't want to sit in a patrol car in cold, lonely nights. I'd rather be in a warm, comfortable bed. And I really dig girls. So <clears throat> I had only one option, and I, le and I went towards it. The, the family has been involved in the FDNY for five, going back six generations now. Wow. So um, I chose uh, not to be involved in the FDNY. I went another path or another department. But uh, early on in my career and, and, and my volunteerist you know, activities were all based in New York. Then I went out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I had a great structural career. From there, I ended up in Coppell, Texas, and then gravitated to what I'm doing now, basically working for the Penwell Fire Group, managing their cachet of fire products to include uh, fire engineering, fire rescue, fire apparatus, and of course, FDIC, and Firefighter Nation. Come on. Of our other websites. And you're gonna, you're gonna, you have to add more in the future. You're not done. No, 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 not, not by a long shot. We're working on a few very interesting projects right now on a national level. Obviously, uh, mental health and wellness is a big project of mine, and I'm working with a group called the Florian Foundation, where we're doing a tremendous amount of work on addiction issues as well as mental health issues. Uh, I'm working with several other groups, a group, oddly enough, called the Woodchucks, which is a group about uh, elevating uh, the discourse and educational opportunities for the Come fire on. service, which is a pretty cool group. And I'll be meeting this weekend with another group that I'm very uh, passionate about called the Junto Group, which was founded by Ben Franklin, which is basically a fraternal group that finds a way to try to support other members of the fire service who are encountering difficult times but are, but are men and women of character. So wow. a couple of interesting things I'm working on. and. Uh, most importantly, I'm working on cultivating two beautiful grandsons. Come on. So. Well, we are honored and we are privileged. I knew I like you because you're from the East Coast. But uh, also, you do something really cool, the Hump Day Hangout, right? Yeah. Tell us a little about that. I just got educated on that. It sounds cool. Uh, what are you doing on Hump Day? Yeah, every Wednesday we pull together 
a, a group of hosts. And so we have the uh, International Society of Fire Service Instructors, which I'm a huge uh, fan and partner with, and they do a show the first Wednesday. Second Wednesday, we have Bill Gustin and Mike Dugan, who are two world-class firefighters who come on talk about tactics. Third Wednesday is myself and Chief Lasky, where we do issues and concerns. Then, we have, then we're followed up by our friends Frank Ritchie. He does politics and tactics, and he's an internationally known firefighter. And then on the fifth Wednesday, when we have one, Steve Kerber, who's the director of the UL Fire Services Laboratory and the Firefighter Safety Foundation under UL, comes on and talks about bringing science to the streets. And when we hang out, we bring people from all over the world, live and in person, video and audio, to talk about for lack of a better word, burning issues yeah. and things that are absolutely critical to the American Fire Service, a as is health and wellness and, and your basic four fundamentals in, in order to maintain the fire service at the level it is, that relentless pursuit of perfection to steal from our good friends at Lexus with the most <laughs> successful campaign slogan ever. Come on. But that relentless pursuit of perfection can't be understated and it can never be ignored and it can never be attained, which is the beautiful thing about it. If you're going to have a goal, make it a big goal. Come make on. it perfection. Come on. I love it. And, and I'm telling you, this guy, if you never heard him before, the chief is full of amazing wisdom. Uh, I mean, he's a great storyteller. He is going to, I promise you, you're going to walk away from this podcast today motivated, inspired, and empowered. And, and FFRonline.tv, Chief, was created to provide our first responders, not just firefighters, but first responders as a whole, police, fire, medics, National Guards, the heroes out there, the finest, the bravest, the baddest, the toughest, with a community. You mentioned the, the mental health and wellness issues, but we want to provide them with an opportunity to be their best. Our tagline is fit for duty and fit for life. And, and we're all interested and we do a great job, I believe, of giving them all the content that they really need, the physical fitness, the nutrition and the training, the combative side of stuff to be fit for duty. You know, and, and I believe a lot of departments out there and agencies spend a lot of time on being fit for duty. But one of the things I've come across is interacting with a lot of firefighters and first responders in, in, in all is you go through life. And you get out of the academy and you got this burning fire to be the best firefighter, to, to be the best police officer or medic or National Guard. And then all of a sudden, life hits. And I've seen these heroes that put a badge on every single day. And this is why I'm so passionate. My, uh, my uncle was a, a firefighter out in North New Jersey. He was the chief in Middletown. And, you know, I got to spend some time with him just over the holidays. And we, we talked about some of these issues and how times have changed. But there's so many first responders right now that are broken in life. And they're out there fighting to do their best, to be the best firefighter, to be the hero. And, you know, and we do have everyday human beings, citizens that listen to this podcast. And if you're a citizen listening right now, you know, I want you to know that these first responders, yes, they're heroes in, our, in my book and they should be in your book. But you know what? They're human beings first. And we talk about being fit for life. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relationship-wise. And you said something just today, but also when we were out having some coffee, you said they go hand in hand, being fit for duty and fit for life. You can't separate them, JC. You need both. And I would love for you, because a lot of times I think we do separate them, and we try to separate them, and we try to talk about compartmentalizing. And But I want you to talk right now why you made that statement and why you believe fit for duty and fit for life go hand in hand. And what that really means to you. It goes back to mindset. Yeah. In other words, 
you're either all in or you're not. The Army Airborne has a great saying. They say, all the way. All the way is about duty. It's the 82nd Airborne's uh, uh, call. You know, if an officer walks by, he says, airborne, all the way. That's yeah. the answer. No exception, right? So take that concept. That means that you're all the way. And if you're going to be all the way, you can't be worried about some issue in the back of your head at home and be on duty and be there. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great story that gets wrapped up in this. And, and, and if you give me a moment here. Come on. The, the oldest written words we have is the, is the Epic of Gilgamesh. It was written 4,000 years ago on some clay tablets in what's now modern-day Iraq, about the king of Iraq, right? Fascinating story, typical epic, bravery, growing, heroism, yeah. all that, perfect. The most important part, though, isn't his growth or his leadership. It was about his attention to his duties, both ordinary and sacred. Mm. Ordinary and sacred. So when we start talking about our sacred duties, protecting life and property and doing what we do, right, that's a sacred duty when you're on, that's sacred. And, and that word means something, right? Ordinary has to do with your fitness, has to do with your routines, has to do with your training, has to do with your drill, has to do with your preparedness, right? You cannot separate those two. In other words, if you're going to be fit for duty and fit for life, you need to be paying attention to the ordinary responsibilities you have and obligations and duties you have and the sacred obligations and responsibilities that you have. Take, for example, the choice to lay it all on the line. And that comes up to every firefighter. At some point in your career, every cop, at some point in your career, yeah. and every military person, at some point in the career, you're going to have to make a choice where you're going to say, I'm going to do something right now yeah. that may cost me my life. Yeah. That's your sacred duty. If you're ready for it, you're ready for it. If you're not, you're not. That's what all the way means. That's what that's what the Epic of Gilgamesh meant. And what's important to remember to everybody listening out there, that, that wasn't written for everybody. Mm. It wasn't written for the common man. It was written for people of substance and character who were going to accept roles and duties, who were going to answer the call of society to be guardians and protectors, people who were going to literally do something beyond themselves. And there are people who are called to that. I was once told by a young lady, I asked her, why are you a firefighter? She said, because I like to help people. And I always thought it was the best answer I ever got. Come on. It wasn't. The best answer is, I have to. If you're, you're firefighters, cops, military people, we're like migratory birds. We cannot resist the urge mm. to help people. We cannot prevent ourselves from showing up. Yeah. And if we're going to do it and do it right, you better be ready. You better have prepared yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually. In every aspect of your life, you need to be all in. If you're not, you're, the team is going to have to save you. And in saving you, it might cost one of the people you swore a sacred oath to protect their lives. And we cannot afford that margin of error. Wow. What a story, but most importantly, what an amazing word. And, you know, you say all the way. I use a term, and if, if, if they're part of FFRonline.tv, they know they've heard me say all day. You know, it's a term for me of being all in. You know, if you're going to do something, be your best at doing it. And I think the powerful question, if you're listening right now, that me and the chief, Bobby, want to ask you, are you ready? And I think that's a powerful question, and I think it's very important to take a step back right now as a first responder and a hero and ask yourself that question and come to a place of uh, uh, awareness. 
and be real with yourself. Are you ready? Are you prepared if that moment comes where you have to put your life on the line? And I think that's one of the reasons, Bobby, uh, Chief, so many people have asked me, Coach JC, man, you're not a firefighter. You're not a police officer. You're, you're, you're not a medic. I mean, how did you make your way to become the coach of first responders? Man, you, you, you play life coach to many of them. You're the strength coach. Man, how did you do that? I mean, it doesn't happen. We don't, we don't just let anybody in. And I think what you said is crucial, that I have that same burning desire in me from a young age of compassion that if something needs to be done, I'm going to get it done. If the call comes, I've got to solve the problem. I'm going to be there in a time of need to serve. And you know what? That's powerful. I, I don't. How did you word that exactly? You said the first responder, you, you know, they're, they're ready, you know, and they're willing and they're able. It's kind of like their duty. Yeah, and when, right. when you asked that girl, her, her, what was her answer? Her, her answer was she likes to help people. But that's not true. We have to help. You have to. It, we're compelled. And, and we get it. It's, it's, it's answering the call to duty. And, and men and women have done it for generations. The, 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 our nation was at war, and, 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 and men and women respond. Our, our, our economy's in trouble. Men and women respond. Yeah. Preachers, people's, people's spirituality is at risk, and they respond. And, and it's having skin in the game. And if you have skin in the game, then you've accepted the responsibilities that come with that obligation. In other words, you can't be halfway or you're a liability. And Will Rogers said it best. I love old Will. He said, we're all ignorant, only different subjects. And that's okay. But when it comes to the things that we can control, we should control them. When come it comes on. to the things that we know we need that are basic necessities, like fitness, spiritualness, intellectual capability, clear-headedness, we can control those. And I'm not saying you can't go out and drink and have a good time, but you can't report for duty if, if you've drank to the level to where you're obtunded or affected or feeling yeah. half, half speed or 90%. You stay home. Yeah. And, and that's perfectly okay. I get it. We're all going to, hey, we're human. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make mistakes, and, and God bless you. But, but protect your team by saying, hey, I'm not 100% today. I'm not coming. Yeah. If your kid is homesick, stay home. Mm. You know, be, be there for your kid. Be all in, all the way, you, with your family, with your faith, with your workouts, with everything. Man. Always be trying to take it to that next level. And, and, and that's going to change as you go through the system. I mean, there are going to be times when, and, and, and I've had brothers and sisters who've had sick children, and, and they're focused on that child. And, and we know they're coming to work, and we know they're dealing with stuff, and they have to come to work because they've got to provide for their family. We can help lift them up. Mm. We can say, hey, listen, Danny, Tommy, Sue, I know your head's someplace else right now, brother or sister, but I'm right here. Okay, so if we, when the bells go off, come don't on. worry, man. We're, we're, we're a team. We're there. Right now, if you've got to deal with it between the bells or between the calls, God bless you. Go, go for it. Do what you've got to do. But when the bells go, it's interesting. Downrange, uh, the military. When, 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 when the military today is going downrange, in other words, outside the wire, when they're going to face the enemy where they can be shot. Yeah. They put their battle rattle on, right? Their armor. Like we put our bunker gear on, cops put on their vests. They put on their battle rattle, their, their vests, their plates. When they do that and they get to where they're gonna deploy and they're gonna rock and roll with the enemy, they look at one another and they say, are you green too? Green too. The other guy says, or gal says, yeah, I am. 
That means they're all in. They're locked in. It's mm. the mission. It's the moment. It, they're, they're physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. They know the plan. They know the exit. They know their role, their responsibility. They know plan B, C, and D. They're all in. That's green, too. When you're on the job, you're green, too. Now, when you come off the job, as Gilgamesh said, ordinary and sacred. You go to the ordinary stuff that you got to take care of. Mm. Mow, mow the lawn, take care of the kids, change the diaper, you know, t tell the wife she looks great, yeah. you know, all that good oh. stuff, right? That's that's the other side of that coin. That's fit for duty, fit for life. That's why I say if you're lopsided on either one, you're out of balance. And, and, and from listening to you and talking to you, I know you're all about balance. How do we balance today's world? Yeah. And I'll tell you. There may come a day when men and women in this country no longer feel compelled as our forefathers assumed we would to protect our freedoms and our fellow citizens. There may come a day when we're not allowed to talk about the incredible beauty and the incredible strength of our natural God-given rights. Mm. But today is not that day. That's right. Today, we are on the job protecting the natural rights yep. of every American citizen and every guest who comes to these shores. And people would be well to understand that when America's firefighters and cops and military hear words like duty and honor and fidelity, no one has to explain to us yep. what those words mean. Come on. We get it. Come on. And so if you're going to be fit for duty, be fit for duty. And for some of us, it's going to be one level. I mean, I'm looking at you and you're like out of the you know, the, the central casting for, you know, for, for being fit. I'm in my 60s. I look like I'm 60. I'm, I look like Mick Jagger naked, a skinny, yeah. shriveled up old man. Keep your clothes on now. Yeah, they're, they're, right, right, right. But I'm fit for 60. Come on. And and you're fit for 30 or 40, wherever, wherever you're at, coach. It's hard to tell because you're so fit. 36. 36. Come on, man. So, and, and you're incredible. I hope I'm fit for 80. And and, yep. and and that's the gig. That's why seals are twenty one and to thirty five. You know, they're not a lot of sixty year old seals unless they're sitting back in the command and control center. And mm. that's okay. You can still participate. You can still elevate. You can still integrate yourself into the mission. Wow, man, hey, chief, on amazing. That's an amazing word right there. And to watch you. When you talk, we're we're face to face right now. Uh, we've been honored to have you come into the studio and record this podcast. Your passion and your drive to see these first responders and these firefighters win uh, is why I believe, man. Me and you just hit it off. And 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 I say this, I, you know, if you're listening right now, before we do move on, are you all in? Are you green too, like the chief mentioned, man? Are you ready? And if you're not. You know, stop being average. Stop being mediocre. You were born with a purpose. You are here on purpose. You have a calling on your life to protect and serve. And, and before we move on, Bobby, I want to share something with you because I think this is important. We go out to fundraise. And that FFR, online.tv, and fitfirstresponders.org, it's a nonprofit. So we go out and fundraise to put these programs on and, and to provide what we do to agencies and to first responders nationally. And, you know, to me, it's... It, it, I, I kind of get emotional sometimes and, and I get a little, uh, I get a little passionate and people look at me in corporations and they have money and I'm, I'm going in there asking them to give and support our first responders and some of them don't get it. And I take a step back and I'm like, you really don't get it. 
that, that our first responders, like you said earlier, man, they are here as our homeland military, right here in the greatest country, United States of America. Just like you have your army and your Marines and your Navy and your military overseas fighting for our freedom. Our firefighters, our National Guard, our medics, our police officers, they're right here in our streets keeping our, so that you and me can do what we do and go to a gym. What? So that you and me as citizens out there can 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 go to a, a job, take our, our kids or our grandkids to a park. And we so many times we take that freedom for granted and we don't understand the real true value of a first responder until you have to dial 911. And people with albeit the best of intentions, and I believe misguided people, for the past 40 years have been telling us that we're a secular country. And, and they may believe that. They've been telling us that we're, that all nations have uh, exceptionalism. And, and that may well be the case. But I'm here to tell you right now that I am unapologetically Catholic, that I am unapologetically patriotic, Come on. and I am unapologetically an American firefighter and patriot. And every firefighter and every cop and every soldier yep. should be allowed to say that without hesitation, without fear of reprisal, yep. and, 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 and proudly and honorably. And if you're not religious, God bless you. You, could be, you can be unapologetically atheistic. That's your right. That's what this country stands for. Come on. And, and that is the promise and the beauty of the American class that yeah. has been asked to respond. And, and and not everyone is. So if you're listening to this right now and you're hearing about firefighters and, and, and cops and soldiers and airmen and sailors, and that's not for you, that's fine. Look at what the coach is doing. He's helping us train. Look at what our pastors and our priests and our rabbis and our imams are doing. They're helping us keep our spiritual lives in line. Look at what our nutritionists and our doctors are doing, helping keep us fit. And us in turn are showing mm. up at their houses and their businesses yeah. and their churches when they need us. And it's not a, it's not a, if, if you're a, if you're a pastor or a priest, you better be all in. Yeah. If, if, if you're, a, if you're a, a baker and you're making food for the community, you better be all in. If, if, you're, if you're publishing magazines or if you're doing whatever you're doing, be all in. Yeah. And, and, and support those who support you. I love it. Be all in, baby. Hey, so I do want to talk to you about a few things, Chief. And first of all, I want to thank you. Um, if you don't know when you're listening, uh, we are just weeks away from releasing Fit First Responders, the book. And it's basically how to be your best physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that you can be fit for duty and fit for life. And you you, you wrote an amazing uh, testimony endorsement it's for that book. book. And I'm grateful for that. And at FFRonline.tv, and we've, we've been blessed and honored to go into agencies and to go into departments that have trusted us to be able to help them, you know, just serve the, the, the heroes, the first responders. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of first responders, Chief, that that show up to the job every single day and they're broken in other areas. And we talk about the fit for life. They're going through something physically. You know, they might have an injury that took them and put them on workers comp and all of a sudden they get in their own head and then they start to see, well, man, man am, I am I really valuable anymore any longer to the, to the industry? Or maybe they're going through marital issues or dealing with addictions or, or mental or emotional stresses or financial you're human beings first and you have all those issues and situations and you deal with everything that a human being deals with. 
But you threw out some things to me that I want to talk about, a couple initials. And, and at FFRonline.tv, we provide the mental conditioning. And I believe that even more than the workouts that we put out and we have a chaplain on board and we have therapists and dietitians and combative training, nutri- all, these, all, all this awesome content. But you know what's crazy to me? And I see the need that more than anything on a weekly basis, I get emails and we get messages about the mental conditioning videos we put out. Just like this week, we're talking about, you know, no more excuses in your life and how to eliminate excuses and no longer using the words I can and how your words can steer your life and, you know, how to create a yes environment. And, you know, I know you're big on the mindset and we talk about mental conditioning, just like you train your body, you can train your mind. But you know what? There's first responders listening right now that are broken, that are going through life and just real life situations, trials, tribulations, circumstances that look impossible. And they show up to the job every single day and they put a smile on, but it's a front. And they say, chief, I'm listening right now. Coach, they see I'm listening and I need a breakthrough. I need something that you say to help me to get through the day. And man, I want to be the best. I might want to be chief one day or captain or driver, but I can't do it right now. I'm broken. And you threw out the initials to me when we talked and you had some amazing wisdom on it, PTG, right after we talked about PTSD. So I want you to talk a little about the PTSD and what you've seen in the fire industry and what you what you believe and seen from our first responders dealing with, but also I want you to talk about the PTG and what the industry you see is doing to turn that around. Somebody needs to hear what you have to say right now. Okay, this is, this is really important. I know. And it's kind of wonky, so bear with me now. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a real deal. People need to understand it's a real disorder. Yeah. It's, 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 it's incredibly debilitating. It's, it's difficult for folks, and it happens. That's when folks' assumptive world, in other words, your assumptive world is that children shouldn't be killed by their parents, that bad guys shouldn't go in and mow down people in, in, a, in a bar or an airport, that planes shouldn't crash. But those things do happen. Yeah. The world's a dangerous and there are evil people out there. Bad things do happen. Those upset what we call our assumptive world. So we had assumptions about things and, and, and those can cause us to go places in our minds that are dark and that are that are difficult to navigate. Yeah. And there's help for that. And, and, and folks should get help for that. Then there are real mental health issues, whether it's bipolar, schizophrenic, where people become chemically imbalanced, and those are real diseases, just like heart disease. Absolutely. And, and we wouldn't tell somebody who was having a heart disease to, to just suck it up and get better. No, we would tell them to, here's a diet plan, here's medication, here's maybe surgery or whatever. Yeah. We would get them help. Those, those are the premises we have to begin with, and we understand that. Same with addiction. Addiction is a disease. It rewires people's brains so that that dopamine effect that they get through alcohol or drugs becomes the drive that keeps pushing yeah. them back to it. So that's the underlying assumption that people need to understand. Addiction, PTSD, those are real disease processes. Here's where it gets really, really important. If all we tell our responders, cops, military, if all we tell you is one message that you're going to suffer, you're going to have problems, they will move towards that picture. Don't think of a black horse in a green meadow next to a white picket fence. Don't do it. You'll move towards that picture. It's inevitable. You've created a goal, whether you meant to or not. We must tell people at the same time. And it goes back to the classics, the Iliad and the Odyssey, Beowulf, Gilgamesh, uh, Shakespeare. We're all going to go through trials and tribulations. It's called life. Yep. And some of us are going to experience horrific things. Newtown, 
the, the World Trade Center, yeah. Northridge earthquake. We're going, especially if you've chosen law enforcement or public service or as a career, you're going to go to these things. Yeah. And they are going to affect you. But much like Odysseus, you can grow and you more than likely will. Now, some of your brothers and sisters may be affected or you may be affected and there's help and we'll get you that help and we'll support you and we'll build you up and we'll stay with you. We'll leave no one behind. Honor ante amina, honor above all, mm. no one left behind. But most of us grow. Post-traumatic growth was coined by doctors Tedeschi and Calhoun in 1995 post-traumatic growth. There's currently several uh, enterprises out there, associations, whatnot, who are advocating and, and posting it. We know that folks that go through trials and tribulations grow in five distinct areas of their lives. Their relationships with others become more important. Yeah. Their sense of purpose becomes more important. Come on. Their dedication to their devotion, to their duties, to their to their professions becomes highlighted. Their appreciation for what they have and who they are heightens. And their spirituality, their closeness to God or however they assume the higher power heightens. Yeah. We know that. Tedeschi and Calhoun are measuring it or watching it. We've known it since the story of Job in the Bible or, or Odysseus and yeah. Homer. So take those experiences and grow from them. And what we need are just cultures. What we need are places where when you go into fit for duty, where you can walk up to Coach JC or whoever your trainer is or, or your cadre of men and women in the yep. your fire station or your police station say, hey, you know that call really, that, that call we just had, a man, I'm really feeling down in the dumps about yeah. it. And it's really, it's weighing heavy. You guys, you guys got five minutes for me? You gals got Come five on. minutes? Come on. Then, and then have that five minutes. Have and I mean have it. Yeah. Don't talk past each other or just listen and try be to be all in. Be go all the way. Be yeah. all in. Go green too. Yeah. JC, what are you saying, man? What do you What do you mean it's bothering you? And, and let's talk about it. What What part? And, yeah. And, oh, you got kids at home, and that was kids. Hey, okay. Let's talk about, it, man. How can we work through this? And what do you what, what do you feel you need? And you just want to talk. Let's just talk. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We need to be tripling our efforts at creating just and supportive cultures because now we have technology that allows us to insulate ourselves from others and communicate in an artificial environment where we don't see that face, where we don't feel that yep. passion. You just said you were looking at me and I'm looking at you. That's different than what the folks out there are hearing. Yeah. Paul Simon said it best, a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Well, the rest is your eyes and your hands and your body posture and your and your emoting that that's almost palatable. When, when when you get fired up, the beginning of this thing, I was I, I was ready to take money out and pay for the plate. I was like, I, I, thought, on, I, was, I, thought, I, was, I thought I was in church. I'm like, dang, I forgot my envelope. But the, the but that's important stuff. And when we talk about people's emotional well-being. That's the first line of defense. Yeah. And, 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 and if it persists, then we need to bring in the pros. Then we need to bring in the folks who do it for a living. Then we need to bring the people who can hear our words and understand their meaning beyond the meaning. Mm. You know what I mean? Then we need to bring in the psychiatrists, the psychologists, yeah. the, the, the folks who can do the real supportive stuff. But most of the time, if you look at what Tedeschi and Calhoun are saying, that most of the time we can generally work it out among ourselves for most of us, and, and notwithstanding those who can't, that doesn't make them weaker, doesn't make, maybe it makes them stronger. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe they are more empathetic. Maybe they are more maybe they are more giving or more or, or, or more passionate, and that's yeah. why it really got them. It's not a knock on anybody who has suffered from PTSD or has had a traumatic event that that really sent them spinning. Yeah. But what it is is maybe with that supportive just environment. The guy who had the neck injury and he's maybe going to take that other Vicodin or he's yeah. going to take a, or he feels like he still needs those pills, won't be afraid to come into the firehouse or the police station and say, you know, guys, I, I think I'm taking these things because I like them. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't need them anymore. Yeah. You know, can, can, can we talk about it? And then you talk about it. Come on. And there's, and here's where it gets kind of interesting. There's a point where you got to, man, that's confidential. You got to keep it there just like a priest would. And then there becomes a point where, you got to be careful because you've got a fiduciary responsibility to the team and the people who are on the team and to the people we serve to where if you know somebody's abusing drugs or alcohol or has got some kind of major issue going on, you need to take it to somebody who can help make that situation better. Yeah. If the person and you can't, if you don't feel it's going there. And that's that's the real world, man. It's not it's not unicorns, rainbows, and lollipops. Yeah. There's, no, there, there's no clear, if you're looking for cut and dry and black and white, Move on. That, that ain't. And, and everybody doesn't get a trophy. And, and there are going to be folks, and, and there's going to be events. And I've got great friends who are great firefighters who went through different events and said, "That's it. I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. I don't need to put. I don't need to put, bring this into my life anymore." Wow. There comes there comes a time sometimes when your bucket's full, and that's okay. Absolutely. Everybody's got a different bucket, and and then they went on to do great things. I mean, beautiful things. Great story. Real quick kind of caveat to this and great read for people pick up Viktor Frankl's The Meaning of Life great short read you can read it in a couple of maybe 45 minutes to an hour he wrote it in nine days he was a Jewish guy who stayed behind to take care of his parents although he could have come to America he was a psychiatrist and ended up in Auschwitz they killed his whole family except for his sister including his wife came out of that experience and he wasn't bitter he wasn't angry he didn't want revenge Matter of fact, he forgave all of the guards and all the people who imprisoned him. And more importantly, he realized that his purpose in life was to help others find purpose in life. Mm. Find meaning in your life. And if the meaning of your life is to protect and serve, whether it's cops, fire, military, police, preacher, baker, whatever you're doing, you're helping other people find meaning in their lives. And as long as you keep doing that, when our folks start feeling off the rails, it's generally because they feel like what they were focused on achieving or accomplishing isn't happening. Yeah. There's a disconnect. And sometimes if you can just reconnect them to that meaningfulness, you can help them reconnect. That is absolutely huge. And if you're, if you're listening right now and you're out there and you're part of FFRonline.tv, you probably th- thought and are thinking, man, has, has the chief, has Bobby been to the website and watched Coach JC's videos? We talk about this so much on there about purpose and meaning, chief. And I think the greatest thing to me that's so rewarding about the community of fit first responders that, that, that they've created through the organization is the community. It's a supportive community and the culture. And we've had so many chiefs in different cities and, and captains and majors say, Coach JC, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I have firefighters hanging out with police officers and I've, my police officers are internally getting along better and my firefighters, the culture is... You got to be careful when cops and firemen <laughs> get together because they can, they can breed and then you have EMS people. Yeah. <laughs> 
not good. Oh, you heard that's a good one. I've never heard that one before. God bless them. I never heard that before. But you know, everybody, I, I honestly believe you can have anything in life anytime you want when you're in the right environment and around the right people. And sometimes you're not the issue. So many times we look and we look in the mirror and we say, man, I want more of this. I want to be more in this area. And I don't feel meaning. I don't feel purpose, Chief, Coach JC. And so many times I say, well, you know what? Let me put you in the right environment for a short amount of time. And sometimes it's church for people. Sometimes it's a fire station. And sometimes it's around family. But FFR Online even has been that community, just a Facebook page. And, and now we've been blessed, Chief, for, for agencies saying, Coach JC, we want more of that for our department or agency. Can you come in and, and bring a book and help recreate that culture? Because it's hard for our firefighters to do what you're saying, Chief. I've been to a lot of fire stations and I have a lot of friends now and I've been blessed and privileged to, to, to spend time and eat some of the amazing meals at the fire stations. You know, and some of that's hard for a lot of guys to open up, to look another guy in the eyes and say, man, chief, I'm going through hell right now in my marriage. Man, what I saw on the job today, I don't know how I'm coping with it. And I just want to encourage you if you're listening right now, it's okay. It's okay to, 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 to be a little emotional as a dude. And emotions are real. It's what you choose to do with those emotions that matter. And some of you out there listening, I think that's the word of the day that Chief shared. You might need to open up. You might need to go over to a brother or sister in the station, the department, and say, man, how are you doing today? How did you do with that job? Or, hey, Chief, man, I, I need a little help in this area. Man, my, my finances are out of whack, and it's, I have this addiction I'm dealing with, or, or my marriage is broken. Man, I, I came to you because I trust you and I look up to you. And what would you do? Or I just need somebody to pray with me or talk with me or, or cry with me or go shoot hoops or whatever it is, go for a cup of coffee. I just need somebody to love on me to, to share a message of hope. And I, I've discovered that in this industry, though, that's hard for first responders to do because what if you do, chief, you want me to tell, you're telling me I, I'm going to show weakness? How do I, so what do you say to that first responder outside? They say, I heard, chief, I hear what you're saying, but I can't show weakness if I share my emotions. Isn't that weak? No, it's not. And, and, and what's important is you show it at the right time. Yeah. There's a time to be strong and there's a time to be soft. It's um, a good word. And, and you, you, you need to understand that. In other words, you, you don't break down at the scene. That doesn't help anybody. And some have. That's okay. You know, that, that's a big day. But you try to maintain while you're going through what you're going through. But after that, I've, I've, I've wept openly with dozens of men and women. Yeah. I mean... Uh, we go to funerals for our brothers and sisters that were taken too soon, and 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 we break down, and we we break down one after another, and we hold each other because if you don't do that, if you don't emote and express that, if you just keep holding it in, it's like cancer. It'll eat at you. It, it'll eat at your very substance, at your very fiber, and it's real, and it can make you sick for real if you're holding True. it in. If you're hurting, it's okay. It's absolutely okay to be hurting. And it's, it's fascinating. The, the, my, my favorite movie of all time is Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino. Come on. Because if you think about that character, Walt Kowalski, hard as nails, tough guy, soft as a teddy bear underneath, gave his life to make the life of two children who weren't even related to him better. Mm. sacrificed himself at the end of that movie. I didn't see it. I'm going to check it out now. Amazing movie. But conflicted and struggling and dealing with PTSD throughout the whole movie. I mean, that's the basis of the movie. He's a PTSD vet, and he's dealing with it his whole life. And you see this internal and external struggle, right? Man, I've worked with Walt. I've been Walt. I, I, I mean, 
<laughs> I hate to say it, it's us, right, in a lot of ways. But in the end, he just needed to emote. And, 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 and he gets that chance. He gets, to, he gets that chance in that movie in, 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 the, in the oddest way. And, and so I, I think that when, it, when it's soft and hard, those are old constructs. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom Hanks said there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, t t tell, tell that to, you know, tell that to the royals. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's important that we have a safe place to do that, yeah. too. And that's what you're talking about. The gym, fit for duty, fit for life, it's a safe place to have that. The, the, the firehouse should be a safe place to do that. The police, the police station should be a safe place to do that, to where you can sit down and say, hey, I, I, I can't hold this in any longer. Yeah. And, and find, find people who love you, and, 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 and we love each other. We don't say that enough either. Uh, people ask me uh, all the time, you know, uh, why I, I, love, I love the fire service. I love everyone in it. Yeah. I, I've never met... Will Rogers once said he never met a man he didn't like. Well, I've never met a firefighter I didn't love. Mm. You know, sometimes our behavior pisses me off, and uh, I've I've had to have conversations with guys about don't do that again. Yeah, but doesn't mean I don't love them. Come I've on, had I've had those same conversations with my sons. Yeah, doesn't mean I don't love them. Absolutely, you might not like their behavior, but you still love them. Hey, and and I've and people have had those conversations. Absolutely, with me. we all I, need that. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Yep. You know, and, and, and so you're gonna have you know there be times you're gonna be called in the boss's office and you say, hey, right now, listen up. Yeah. Don't do that again. And listen up. He's trying to help you. Uh, and, and there's going to be times where you're going to be the guy giving somebody the, 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 the talk, right? But by the same token, you also need to be the guy that you look somebody in the eyes and say, hey, brother or sister, come to my office for a minute. I'm worried about you. Yeah. I just, I just want to sit with you for a few minutes. Wherever it goes, it goes. And, and, it, and then close that door. Yeah. And be that person. Say, man, you you need to cry, cry. Come on. If you, if you need to scream, scream. Come on. You know, and, and do it, and, and, and make it a what we call a just culture. Yeah. A just a just culture is a supportive culture. A just culture is a protected culture. That's good. A just culture is a righteous culture. That's good, man, Chief. Thanks for sharing. I mean, obviously, man, we could spend here all day and talk. Uh, about so many things when it comes to uh, being fit for duty and fit for life. Uh, but as we close today and wrap this up, I know that these listeners have been motivated, inspired, a little even educated today to become the best version of, version of them in their journey to be fit for duty, fit for life. And I, and I make sure I reiterate all, all the time to these first responders is, man, it's a lifestyle. Being fit for duty, fit for life is not some sexy, cool slogan that you just wake up and, and throw out there. It's a daily thing. It's rituals. It's habits. It's behaviors. It's a mindset. And uh, as we close today, man, I just I, I know you. I want to motivate some of these firefighters out there and police. How old did you say you were? I'm 62. 62 years young, and I just respect and honor you for practicing what you preach. You're you're on the road speaking. You're running magazines. You're running conferences, national, the largest national conference, FDIC. But you still make time to be the best grandpa, the husband, the dad. Uh, every tell tell the, tell the listeners if I'm lying right now. I mean, 60 minutes a day or or over 10 miles of physical activity a day, taking care of your physical body. Correct? Yeah. No, that's true. 
sharp mindset, constantly learning, uh, growing, personal developing at 62 years old. So we are honored, we're grateful. We thank you for your leadership in the industry. We thank you for your example. And if you're a firefighter out there, I know you know the chief, Bobby Hall. And if you're a police officer, man, you wanna know more about this guy, get over to Fire Engineering Magazine, uh, get out to the Fire Department Instructors Conference, all my firefighters, FDIC. But as we close today, Bobby, uh, any last closing statements that you wanna say to the first responders out there as we close? Be kind to each other. Yeah. I, I think that, we need to, this conversation, a lot of we've talked about empathy and we've talked about emotions and we've talked about being fit. It's, it's about being kind. And the world today is very punitive and very judgmental. We ascribe motivation to people all the time. And, and that's unnecessary. And I think, if anything, uh, just today, be kind to somebody who maybe you've had a hard time understanding. And fitness is a lot like that. In other words, to me, take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And while you're taking care of others, do it in a kind way. I love uh, that. I, I think the world has become, and it always, it's always been, make no mistake about it. People always say, we're, we're this or that today. No, we've always been. The world's a tough place. It, 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 someone once said life is short, harsh, and brutish or something like yeah. that. And it doesn't need to be. Um, I've found it to be a very kind, loving, warm, supportive place. So go out today and do something kind for somebody. And, and, and while you're doing that, try to think about ways that you can be better. Read more. Work out yep, more. Absolutely. Give more. And the more you give, the more you get back. I love it. That is what FFRonline.tv is all about. Chief, the Chief, Bobby Hall, and we appreciate you being with honored. us today. I know our listeners are honored. I am honored. Man, if you're listening today and you're a hero, you're the finest, you're the bravest, you're the baddest, you're the toughest, man, we honor you right now. We recognize you. Who loves you? I do. Get over to FFRonline.tv if you're listening right now and you are not. Remember, this is a nonprofit. We do fundraise to put this on, but your first 20 days of FFRonline.tv are absolutely free and I want to remind you as we close today this is coach JC and you are fit for duty you are fit for life thank you for joining us today and thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life